This is the London Live Podcast. Listen live weekdays from 1 to 3 on 980CFPL. On the show today, we are sprinkling in things that make it feel like Boxing Week. Yesterday would have been the Boxing Day of the aftermath of the World Juniors, right? Now, everybody was flying and traveling, so it was very difficult, and they were tired. It was very difficult to be able to talk with anybody who was a part of Team Canada's victory. So I hope you don't mind. We're extending the Boxing Day of Canada's gold medal victory at the World Junior Hockey Championship into a Boxing Week. Or maybe a Boxing Tuesday. By later this week, we're at the Continental Cup of Curling. Please, come down and say hi. That should be an absolute blast on Thursday and Friday. So today, we are talking some World Juniors in amongst a few other things. Joining us right now, by way of an interview we recorded about an hour ago, is Team Canada head coach Dale Hunter. And we had a chance to sit down and try and get inside his mind as the gold medal game and parts of the rest of the tournament were unfolding. And now that he has done it, the first thing we asked Dale Hunter was this. How hard is the World Junior Hockey Championship to win? Oh, it's real tough. You know, the, the competition over there uh, is is outstanding. Like the, you know, you have uh, even we're we're playing the Germans and and they were tough and the, the Finns and uh, you know you go right through the teams. You know, definitely Russia, Sweden had a good team. They all have good teams and and, uh, and it's a big ice over there too. So it even compounds it. That's a different game than playing over here. So our boys had to adapt to the big ice. We all play on the on the NHL side. So, you know, different uh, angles, different. You had to play a kind of a different game, and uh, but we got better as uh, kept getting better as uh, as the games went on. What did you think of the ice surface? Do you like it? Would you like to see more of that? Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, you know, it's it's unique. I think it's real unique that uh, that uh, they you know when you have the you know ice that wide that uh, your, your pivots got to be outstanding because they, they come with a lot of speed and they come together and so it's a lot of work on the D so they don't get turned. So, but uh, you know the boys did a great job. Let's go to the gold medal game. You're playing Russia. This is a team that you have lost to in the tournament. It kind of looks as a, a turning point in that loss in the way that the team played after. But how did the preparation go the second time around for Russia? I think it was our uh, our advantage to play them in the, the round robin because, uh, you know, we got to analyze them, what kind of style we're going to have to play. They, You know, it's... And when you think about it, uh, they they play a heavy game, and uh, and they were really skilled. But they they, they had some big guys. They're, they're bigger than us, and and they had the skill. So we had to play more of a, a game that's a speed game. And uh, and I thought our kids really picked up the pace and uh, and put a lot of speed at them, and uh, kind of turned them back. Not only that, you get into the first period, penalty against you, another penalty against you, another penalty, four penalties, and you kill them all off. How did you do it? Well, they had a we did, we analyzed it pretty much all the time, and our assistant coach Barry he was pulling his hair out a bit, and 
because it was such a, you know, they had so many weapons and they had the slot play. They had the behind the net play. They had the uh, uh, Romanov. They had the big shot from the blue line and they had uh, Sokolov, the side. So it was like, we're going like, oh my God. Uh, and, uh, but we played it tighter and the kids bought shots. And, you know, it's uh, what Canada does. Uh, they, they sucked it up and they, they had, they got big bombs and you just, if you watch the game, you see how many block shots and, and our goalie was good too. So a combination of both the goalie good and, and, we sucking up and blocking shots. Everybody will remember Jamie Drysdale blocking a shot, and then the puck wouldn't leave the zone. He's got to move around. He's got to cover guys. He's 17 years old. When you see that on the bench, what is that like for the rest of the guys? Well, I just, you know, it gets everybody pumped up and everybody's sacrificing uh, to win the gold. And you see a, a young uh, a young player, only 17, and, and, and sacrificing, still moving after he got, after he got took a laser. So it was definitely, uh, you know, one of those things that, that got everybody pumped up. If, you know, we're going to block as much as we can, we want to win. They score first. And it's easy to say, oh, there we go, uh, kill off all those penalties, and they still get the first goal. How did you keep the guys up on the bench? No, they were they were good actually. You know, there's one like the guys uh, they, they 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 from the penalty kills. We drew a lot of uh, momentum from that, and uh, you know we got behind, but it didn't bother them. We just kept pushing ahead, and we had our looks, and we just didn't get them in. But again, uh, there was no quit to them. Even when you're down three one, you still found ways. Could you sense on the bench that these guys were still going to give until the end? Well, it was kind of a shocker when they scored uh, to make it three uh, one kind of put us down but they, they never sat, sat down they just kept pushing ahead we got to get one we got to get one just one just one so to give us a chance to, to come back so and then and up Mike's got one off of the skate or whatever it was so uh, he greased one in on him that was a pinball that was deflected it hit both his legs it winds up in the back of the net that makes it 3-2 in the third period even getting into the third period what was the attitude like even in the second intermission, knowing what was at stake, knowing what you had to do, because you had a lot of coming back to do. Yeah, you know, it's again they were they were all positive. You know, uh, again uh, we you know the game before we got blown out by them. We we didn't play very well at all, and uh, and they they knew that they knew inside that we were good today. And uh, when you when you know you can feel that oh we're going we're going we're skating we're blocking we're doing the little things and usually good things happen in a hockey game. Barrett Hayton scores the tying goal. He's a guy who had suffered a shoulder injury the game before, even playing in the game. Even even if he sat on the bench, there were you know a lot of people expecting maybe that, but but he played. He played regular, and then he scores that goal, picking a top corner. Can you talk about his performance? Well, again, you know he was banged up a bit, and uh, you know again he just wanted to play, and uh, you know he, he, he again he, he, he got the grit and the, the courage to come out there and, and and play through it and shoot a and shoot a puck like a laser, and uh, you know he played hard, he gave it all, and again by doing that he got rewarded, and that, that was a heck of a shot by him. The go-ahead goal. Can you remember what was going on on the bench, or, or you know tapping Akil Thomas to go out, or was it a regular line change? No, I was kind of scrambling around for lines right then and uh, see who was going the best. And, and just by knowing Akil that he scored some goals against us a lot and he has a great stick and, and he, he has a knack for the net. So, you know, just took a hunch and put him out there and uh, and it was quick up and uh, it ends up that uh, he got a breakaway and scored. It would be nice to say that it was nice and easy from that point on. I, it wasn't, and uh, penalties became a factor late. The last minute of the game, what are you going to remember? 
Well, there was a lot of stuff going on, penalties, and uh, you know we got a penalty in the first period where where to put us down uh, five on three, we, we flipped the stick out of the guy's hand, and they did they did it in the, with one minute left and put them down, and then we shot it out and it hit the camera that didn't count as going out. So there was a lot of rules tested about in that last minute. Finally, Dale, to win it with Mark as a team, to win it and have your family there. Ron was there, your dad. What was that like? No, it was you know it was it is unique. You know, like we know how tough it is to win and to 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 go there and win it. Uh, it, it was special, a special moment, and uh, and uh, for all the adversity we went through, and it, that makes it even worthwhile. That uh, you know it wasn't in one individual. Everybody had to step up in the whole organization of Team Canada. Congratulations. Thanks, Subject. That is Dale Hunter, head coach of Team Canada, taking us behind the scenes, the gold medal game from his perspective, some of the performances, but that's another one of his strengths. He mentioned it took everybody. And that's as much as Dale Hunter is going to deflect anything to the team. He always does. And right now, He would be thinking, even moments after that championship, sure, he's going to absorb and he's going to feel great about what they've accomplished, but he's always a what's-next guy. So, we've done that. That was fantastic. That was amazing. That was what we set out to do. That was the challenge. We made it to the top of the mountain. What's next? And so, he's never somebody who's going to sit back and accept all of the accolades that come to him, but... He's somebody that is a reason why those guys all came together, that they all found that common goal, that they all played the way that they did, because he's able to get teams to do that, and he's done it more than once. If it happens one time, if something happens one time, maybe you're a part of it. Maybe you're an ingredient in it. But if it happens just that one time, maybe that's all you are. You're a part, you're an ingredient. If you can do it multiple times with different people every time, then all of a sudden you become the commonality. You become the one thing that's been there every time. You become the catalyst. And that's kind of what Dale Hunter is. No one ever pays attention to what it takes to carry things out. But there is so much that goes on behind the scenes that makes what you see incredible. And that kind of translates into the work that a guy like Chris Matten does. He's the equipment manager of the London Knights and the equipment manager of Team Canada, winning gold in the Czech Republic, because he works incredibly hard behind the scenes making sure every detail is covered. Guys will feel special, guys will feel important, and they go out on the ice, and it's much easier to play when you know you're in good hands. That's what Chris Matten does. One of the reasons why he was with Team Canada this year. We had a chance to talk with him, maybe get the story in behind Team Canada's black jerseys that they kept wearing, but we started off talking with Matts with a great big congratulations. Thank you so much, Mike. What was this like for you? It was, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, a rock star tour? I don't know. It, uh, it was a lot of fun from day one, um, leaving December 6th uh, to Oakville and then till now. It was uh, a lot of moving parts, and um, everybody was great, from the players to staff. 
uh, everybody got along, and um, that's what it takes, I guess. That we won gold, so. And that doesn't always happen. I mean, this this seemed like a galvanized team. It really was. It uh, everybody pulled in the right direction, you know, through Mark Hunter that. Uh, you know, put some of our stuff in place, and uh, Hockey Canada was just, it was wonderful. It, um, uh, the way they do things and stage things throughout the month, and, and um, obviously Hockey Canada's done it for a long time, so they know what they're doing. Over there, it may not have been much of a topic. In Canada, it was. The black uniforms that appeared, you won. You wore them again. You wore, and you wore them to the end. Was there any kind of story, or was that more things behind the scenes that just made it happen? Uh, the black jerseys, uh, the kids loved them. We didn't wear them early. We wore um, the reds two games and the white, um, and then we wore the black. And uh, I guess the record with the blacks wasn't too good before this tournament. Um, so Hot Canada was a little leery on wearing them. Um, and then when we won the, the game with the blacks, um, we went to the kids and said, what do you guys want to wear the next game? We, we can wear darks. We have to wear dark, so we can wear either dark red or or the blacks and all the kids said no black we got to stay with black and then it came down to the final game and there was like same thing it was just all black so we stayed with the blacks and kind of changed the history around with the black jerseys i guess what are you going to remember from the gold medal game just any any part of it what is it going to be you know uh akil thomas's goal was um that would that i'll never forget that it um he didn't play a lot um, but when he did, he played good. Um, and then just that final goal was just uh, lights out. It was great. Congratulations. Thanks, Mike. That is Chris Matten, Knights Equipment Manager, Team Canada Equipment Manager, gold medal winner at the World Junior Hockey Championship. So the black uniforms, Hockey Canada didn't want to wear them. Hadn't won much in them. little superstition. It is hockey. Wear them once and win. Guys wanted to wear them again. They won again. Didn't stop. All the way to capturing gold. We've been talking about Team Canada's gold medal victory. Able to talk to some of the people directly involved. Directly involved like the head coach of Team Canada, Dale Hunter. Or equipment manager, Chris Matten. And we had an, an opportunity to talk with Mark Hunter, the general manager of Team Canada, general manager of the London Knights, right back to work today as the OHL trade deadlines come up Thursday and Friday of this week. But we had a chance to talk with Mark Hunter about what it was like to win gold. You know what? It's uh, you really don't know that at the moment until that the moment comes upon you, and uh, it was it was pretty special, and it was it's pretty exciting. And you know what? Uh, to see what the players have to do and the coaching staff, and you know, with seven eight months that we've worked in that goal of trying to win a gold, and uh, and uh, so it was it was a moment that you just don't forget. You're still smiling. Yes, I am, Mike. It's special. You mentioned seven or eight months, and that's something that you know a lot of fans will remember. That one game, and to them, that was the World Juniors. That was it. But seven or eight months deciding on guys—is there an amount of time? Could you put your finger on how many minutes, how many hours, how many days you spent meeting and talking about players? Well, I, you know what? It's, it was a lot. I, I I don't know how much time it was, but it was time that uh, you know was. It was it was good time. I guess we were going through players and the protocol and the process and and so you know to make sure we're prepared for anything what happens and you know and I think uh, I think our coaching staff stepped up and of course Dale 
you know, leading the way. And, you know, we had a good coaching staff with Alan Tang and Andre and, and Mitch Love and Jason. And, you know, I think we had all bases covered. And, of course, we had Chris Matten and the, the training staff there. You know what? It turned out to be excellent. So it was really a good experience and really good to be a part of something special like this. Behind the scenes, people don't see what is done for these players to make them know this is, this is big, this is important, but to help them in any way. Can you put into words guys like Chris Matten, Bob Martin, the rest of Hockey Canada and what they do? You know what? They have to move. Like, there's so much stuff to move. It's just hard to really imagine until you see what they have to do. To you know, He moved like four different cities you know, from here to over there and, and to Vienna and then to Bratislav and, and then to, uh, uh, of course, uh, Asravia. So it was it was huge time for them but you know I think they're pretty pretty happy right now with what happened and uh, and I, I think everybody's tickled pink from Tom Randy, Sean Bullock uh, from the Hockey Canada and of course uh, CHL I mean and, and NCAA and we, we brought some players from there the Docker kids so you know it was a Canadian thing and you know what I think it brings brought all, all the people together. For a long time, people would ask the question, why hasn't Dale Hunter had a chance to coach Team Canada? What made it different this time? What made you say, yeah, this now is the time? You know, I, I, you know, I think uh, you know, Dale and I were talking a little bit, and I got involved, and I said, Dale, let's, let's go for it, and let's go do it. And, you know, I, he, he loves challenges, and, you know, I, the challenge was there, and he grabbed it. And, of course, I didn't have to worry about once he got a grabbed of it and the way he went. And, you know, I, you don't want to not leave out the assistant coaches that I thought they were all part of it so the coaching staff was excellent everybody worked together and you know I think it's so important when everybody's working together sharing ideas and working to a common goal to win a gold medal and win it for Canada and and I think we you know you know made a lot of people happy in Canada but it, it was really a group effort from from the coaches the trainers to you know the uh, sports psych everybody was there involved in it was it was huge and you know what I'm just proud to be a Canadian. A lot of people have been through that you named just now winning a Memorial Cup, winning a tournament-style yeah. competition. How much does that help? You know what? It really did, Mike. I, you know what? It put things in perspective of how quickly things happened. Now you get down to one game. You know what? We've been in that position in one game, win or lose. You know, the Schoenigan one where we lost in overtime. It's still a heartbreaker. And, uh, you know, for the organization, and, you know, it would have been a heartbreaker us to lose that game against Russia because... I want to be Russia, and you know it's a, you know they they beat us a game that made us all wake up from the whole organization, from Hockey Canada to Dale and myself, and so it was it was something that uh, you know I really got our attention, and I, I think the players' attention. So it, uh, it it turned out well. Maybe sometimes I was going to say a little adversity. I think it was a lot of adversity that day because we lost our top scorer, and there's things that happened during there where you know what uh, made us aware of what you know what we got to dig in here and. Uh, Everybody dug in, and good thing happened. What are you going to remember from the gold medal game? You know what? Conrad Michael's goal, that sneaky little guy that just snuck in there. I shouldn't say that. He'll hate when I say that sneaky little guy. But uh, it was special how he gets a greasy goal. You know, it wasn't the prettiest goal, but it's still a goal. And that's where, you know, every hockey player has to understand. You don't have to always go end-to-end. You just got to be in the right position at the right time to get uh, your skates on pucks or your stick on a puck to deflect it in. It counts the same as the end-to-end rush. So I, I think that was uh, a goal that I, I'll remember during that tournament. Time ticking down. Where were you? Uh, 
where I was at the end. Yeah, you know what? I was up running, trying to run downstairs to get into on the ice, and, and I forgot my phone. I had to run back up and get my phone again. So, so, I, so I was too excited. So, you know, that's what I re- tried to get down to the ice because, you know what? You feel like you're a part of it. And worked, you know, we, the whole group worked, worked for 30 days, to, you know, to come for a common goal on uh, to win a gold medal and uh, to be a part of it was something I'll never forget, Mike. One final thing, Mark, and that is the black uniforms in Canada. There was a lot of talk about, oh, Canada's wearing black again. Canada's wearing black again, and then they're wearing black again. Where'd that come from? You know what? The players like it. They like the color. They liked uh, you know, what they felt like. And I think they made them. They thought they made looks bigger because the Russian team was a big team. So it, it made us look bigger on the ice. And uh, superstition uh, from the players, uh, they felt comfortable in it. So we'll do what they want. Mark, congratulations. You made this country so proud. Thanks, Mike. It's pretty special for, you know, for our organization, of course, to be a part of it. And, you know, with Hockey Canada and uh, – and with with all these players, all these super players, and and I'm you know what's something that we're very proud of. The general manager of Team Canada and of the London Knights, Mark Hunter. You can't be more proud of those guys. They work so hard for what they get. And you may have caught just a little thing. I just want to point out one little thing that Mark Hunter said. You let the players do what they want to do. There are a lot of decisions that Mark and Dale Hunter could make themselves. But they make sure they put those decisions in the hands of the team. It's one of those things that really does go to galvanizing the group. You can have a coach, you can have a general manager who is a dictator, and they can say, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this, and you have no say. But one of the things that helps these guys to create the team, the family concept, if you're a good family, you're making family decisions, right? That happens. They do the same thing. And that's where the uniform decision came from. came from the players. They decided to do it, but they decided to do it because they were allowed that decision. You've been listening to the London Live podcast. Catch the show live on weekdays from 1 to 3.